Price Top Minipod for a Saturday night, August 7th, 2021, and I'm your host, Donald Wayne. Of course, you know that, don't you? Minipod, that gap filler between episodes of Trice Talk, a mini version, if you will, of our regular show where I limit the subjects and the time for the show itself. Most of the time. Well, some of the time. <laughs> hey, everybody. Thanks for checking out this mini pod episode uh, with me tonight. Uh, we're turning the corner on week two of August uh, as we race towards that uh, fall and, you know, what comes in the fall. Many of us have been waiting for football. Yeah. Well, some football. There's, there's some of us that can't wait for the NFL to get going. And, uh, and then there's some of us that, like myself, that can't wait for college football to start. Uh, you know, I haven't been really paying attention to any of the training camp news or, or have an inkling of an idea about what to expect this season from anybody. Uh, of course, if you've been listening to any of our Tristock shows for a while, you know that I've sworn off the NFL football for this year. And that's because of uh, the league's decision back a month or so ago to agree to play the black national anthem before games. Now, I'm not going to bore you with my previous tirade on the uh, fact that you can't have a national anthem unless you have a nation, right? Or you shouldn't. <laughs> a freaking country, if you will, you know? That's that's what a national anthem is for. And since I believe all of the players in the NFL are American citizens, you're already a part of a country that has a national anthem anthem. And I guess really that's probably my biggest problem with it. I don't care that they play the song. Really. I don't care that they play it, but this asinine idea that they've got to call it a national anthem. You can't have two national anthems and you know, you can't have a national anthem for the black football players unless they belong to another country besides the United States of America. 
Now you can call it something else. Like I said, I don't, I don't really give two flying Eagle wings about, you know, that they play this song. It's this insistence that it be called a national anthem. And I don't know who in the hell started that. And I can't even imagine why the NFL would agree to something like that with it being called what it is. I would have at least been proud of them if they said, well, you know, maybe we can figure out a way we can work the song in. Okay. Uh, but we're not going to refer to it as a national anthem. But now, did they do that? No, they're, they caved. They're going to play the song. Now, it's, I think it's going to be played maybe before the game actually starts. I'm not really sure where they put it in there, but I don't care when they put it in there. But I do care that they're calling it a national anthem. I do care that the, that the uh, NFL caved to pressure, you know, to agree to something like this. I mean, call it a fight song. Call it a, uh, a, a song of pride, you know, if you want to, or whatever. Just don't call it a national anthem because it isn't. If you don't have a country that's separate from the United States of America, it's not a freaking national anthem. I don't care. There's no argument for it whatsoever. It can be a song of unity. It can be anything, but it can't be a national anthem. So for that reason, I'm not going to watch any of the games this year. And, uh, you know, some of you may think, oh, that's stupid if you love football. Well, I, I do. I mean, I've been watching it for, <laughs> you know, uh, the greater part of my life. Um, of course, the Dallas Cowboys are my team, as, as most of you who listen to the show know that already, and as well as Dennis Lee's. But, and there's some other teams that I like as well when, when they're not playing against my Cowboys. But um, I just refuse to participate in any one iota of this sham, this farce of what the NFL is doing and, and the protesters that insist that this be a part of, the, part of the program that people have to be subjected to because basically it's still a political thing. And no telling what other kind of crap that's going to be talked about by the commentators I just refuse to listen to any of it. So I'll be watching college football, which really, for the most of the time, is more fun for me anyway. Um, and I'm not going to miss NFL. I'll miss rooting for my Cowboys from time to time. And I still want them to win. I just don't intend to participate. I'm not buying any merchandise, not buying any more new NFL stuff at all for my Cowboys. And then when the stuff I have wears out, of course, you know, maybe this will be a one-time thing. Maybe this will be a, you know, a one-season thing. And uh, hopefully, you know, I, I don't believe in uh, calling for boycotts, but hopefully the ratings will be so bad this year because they've already been plummeting in the last couple of years uh, because of all the controversy over the kneeling and so forth on the field. But hopefully the ratings will get so bad that, you know, Economically, uh, the NFL, uh, the commissioner and everybody's going to have to get together and say, wait a minute, now we, we got to stop the bleeding here, folks. And if they don't, hey, 
I've been given more time back in my life that I can go do some things that are more beneficial for me than sitting there watching people trying to tell me, you know, what I have to like and what I have to support in this country. So thank you, NFL, for giving me back at least another uh, eight to 10 hours a week of my life. All right. So, well, I guess I did beat that horse a little bit again, didn't I? Um, For my first subject tonight, it's really two articles. I'm going to combine into one here because it's a subject that, again, I caught wind of it on the news today. Uh, didn't watch nearly as much as, as I normally do as I try to get away from it a little bit on the weekends, but I just want to hear enough. So maybe I can have some material that I can use on the mini pod, uh, or use, you know, uh, when, when Dennis Lee and I are doing a show together. So I have to listen to a little bit. And this, this one, this story caught my, in fact, I was actually in the kitchen, you know, doing some stuff. And I heard somebody say, and when we come back, we're going to talk about the lawsuit that some Texas Democrat legislators have brought against the governor of Texas and uh, two other people they mentioned in the suit. So I had to listen to that story. And then, as usual, I go and find it online so I can use it for uh, podcasting. So it seems like that uh, some Texas Democrat legislators have sued the governor or they filed a suit yesterday, which Friday, uh, against the governor because, and they're saying there's a number of reasons which will be in the article. Although there's not a lot of detail, but they give some reasons, uh, just no evidence. Uh, Because the governor has, you know, he called another special session because, you know, they were expected to return when the special session, the first special session expired. Well, he says, I'm going to keep calling special sessions and eventually they're going to have to come back to the state. When they do, we're going, if they do not come here voluntarily, we're going to arrest them and bring, have them brought to the chamber and make them stay there. So they have a quorum and then they can vote because they can actually vote this thing in without the Democrats, but they have to have a quorum. They have to have a number of people there present for them to be able to legally vote. So that's what the Democrats did. They ran away so they wouldn't have a quorum and they couldn't vote on it. Yes, that's the democratic way in this country now. Let's disappear so they won't have a quorum and then they can't vote. I mean, it's, it's uh, you know, it's almost like child play in politics today. So let me move over. One of the articles is from, uh, it starts out in the, um, I believe, in Newsweek. Uh, and it's a little article by Jason Lemon. And then it's going to finish up with the Texas Tribune take on a little bit more details about the subject. So let me get this one up here first. And like I said, this is from Newsweek. 
today, and it's by Jason Lemon. He says, as a group of 22 Democrat lawmakers from Texas State House filed a lawsuit on Friday against Governor Greg Habit. Abbott, I think it sounded like I said Habit, didn't it? <laughs> Governor Greg Abbott, a Republican, as well as two other Republican lawmakers in the state, alleging that they violated their civil rights after they fled the state in an effort to prevent controversial voting legislation from passing. So that's what we do now. If we don't want something to pass and we don't have the power to stop it with a vote, which the people of the state of Texas have, uh, have elected these people. And so they've decided, well, since we don't have enough uh, support to stop this bill, then we're just going to run like chickens and uh, keep them from being able to vote on it. Such wonderful people they've elected there in Texas. So more than 50 of Texas's Democrat state representatives left the southwestern state for Washington, D.C. in early July to prevent the state house from having a quorum, which is something I just said. I'm just back to reading the article. So it could not pass contentious legislation that they say will severely restrict access to voting. Abbott, Governor uh, Governor Greg Abbott, has threatened to arrest the Democrat lawmakers. Now, when he says arrest, folks, keep this in your mind. He he's going to arrest them and force them to come and they'll be transported back to the Capitol where they'll be forced to be in the building where they're present. It'll create the quorum and then they can vote. It's not going to arrest them and put them in jail. I don't know if some people think that that's what what the intention is when they arrest them. Um, the Democrat lawmakers knew. Let's see. The Democrat lawmakers' new lawsuit was filed on the final day of a special legislative session called by Abbott in a bid to push through the voting bill. In addition to the governor, they sued State House Speaker uh, Dade uh, Phelan, 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 I'm not sure and State Representative James White, who are both Republicans. The Texas Tribune first reported the lawsuit alleged that the Republicans' efforts to force them to return to Texas infringed on their constitutional rights to free speech and to petition the government for redress of grievances. Oh, my gosh. We're stretching here, are we? A second special legislative session commences on Saturday, which is today. But with most state House Democrats still out of the state, the legislative body will likely remain immobilized for the time being. Okay, actually, the Newsweek article goes on further than that, but uh, I have to click to add that on. But I've already read it, and... uh, since it's very biased and gets very negative against uh, not only the uh, voting legislation they're trying to pass, but but Republicans and and it even brings up Trump. So I'm I'm going to skip over all that garbage, and I'm going to move over to the uh, Texas Tribune that this article referenced, and I'll finish up the story there. Um, I have to click on that. 
hang with me there for a second. All right, this is from the Texas Tribune, and it's by James Berrigan, and it was filed yesterday on uh, August the 6th. It says, uh, it's titled, Democrats who fled Texas sue Governor Greg Abbott, Speaker Dade Phelan, saying efforts to force their return violate their civil rights, violate the civil rights, although it's, I guess it's in the Texas Constitution or it's in in, in some legal document that the governor is relying on to be able to bring them back. He has the, uh, the power and the authority to do that. So now it's violating their civil rights. So it violates your civil rights when you've been hired, basically, which is what legislators, they're hired even though people vote for them, but that's the same freaking thing as hiring somebody. They don't want to do their job, so they run, they quit their job, they uh, they fail to do their job, which really what they ought to write in the damn law is if you do something like that, then you get replaced. You get replaced. If, if you run, if you ran away from your employer just to get out of doing a particular job that he needed you to do or expected you to do, do you think you'd be able to keep your job? Now, maybe if it was a government, well, it is a government job here, but if it was a, a union job, you, you may not be able to lose your job, but you certainly would in the private sector for most companies in this country if you did something which not only leave but you you've been gone uh, i think it's been what two weeks now maybe maybe a little bit longer than that that they've been gone but yet these people who ran away to keep from doing their job want to sue the governor for violating their civil rights. Only in America, folks, can we make the, only in America can we do something like this. Why don't y'all try that stuff in China or Russia or Iran? Yeah, see how many places in the world people could do this, but yet they wanna say someone's violating their rights. All right, so 22 Democrats are suing state officials, but their suit does not provide specific details about several allegations. Um, so 22 Texas House Democrats uh, sued some of the state's top Republican leaders in federal court in Austin late Friday, alleging that GOP officials' efforts to bring them home for a special legislative session infringed on their constitutional rights to free speech and to petition the government for redress of grievances. <laughs> so come on now, their constitutional right for free speech. Well, you can stand up in the legislator there where you're supposed to be because that's the job you accepted when you got elected. So stand up there and give your, uh, express your rights to free speech. And as far as petitioning the government for redress of grievances, since your grievance is against the state of Texas, it needs to be filed in the state of Texas, don't you think? 
But no, they thought they'd run to Washington, D.C., where Uncle Joe, where there's, you know, obviously a, a bigger support for Democrats in Washington, D.C., and they thought Uncle Joe could save them, I guess. I don't know. The lawsuit was filed on the final day of the first special session called by Governor Greg Abbott. That's That Governor Greg thing real all right there together just kind of trips me up. And on the eve of a second specially called legislative session. And names as defendants, Abbott, of course, House Speaker Dade Phelan and State Representative James White, which that was kind of part of the other article I Apologize for uh, repeating that, but it's in this article as well. Abbott has called for the arrest of more than 50 House Democrats who fled the state last month for Washington, D.C. to block the passage of an elections bill they said would restrict voting rights in the state. Their departure left the House without a quorum, the number of present members needed to pass bills, stalling the chamber's operations. put the chamber under a call in an effort to regain quorum and signed a civil warrant for Representative Phil Cortez, Democrat San Antonio, after he returned to the Texas House only to depart for the nation's capital again a few days later. It's unclear why White was listed as a defendant. White said Friday night he was not aware that he had been sued or why he was named as a defendant. The lawsuit also did not use Phelan's legal name, which is Matthew McDade Phelan. Uh, Okay. Abbott and Phelan didn't immediately have a statement on the lawsuit. The Democrats attorney, Craig Anthony Washington, is a former Democrat lawmaker who is practicing law under a probationally suspended license. Oh, okay. This can't get any better according to the State Bar of Texas. So how in the hell is he practicing law? Oh, probationally suspended. All right, well, so I guess they allow him to practice law to some extent. The lawsuit alleges that some Democrats are being targeted because of their race and skin color, but then provides no evidence. Are you serious? Well, is that surprising, folks? I mean, because every damn thing that's happened that's gone wrong in the last several years in this country has been because of race or skin color. So how in the world has creeped into this? Uh, You know, it happened because you're a target because you're one of the Democrat uh, legislators that is supposed to be in Austin, Texas, doing your job, and you run like, cowards up to Washington, D.C. to try to stop the voting process. Hmm. But yet it's because of your race or your skin color. That's why you're being targeted. Okay. All right. Well, that makes sense, doesn't it? It also claims that the three Republican lawmakers acted together under the color of law to cause the harm alleged in the suit, but then points no specific harm actions other than public statements. The lawsuit also says some individuals, un- individual plaintiffs experience retaliatory attacks, threats, and attempts at coercion relating to the exercise of their First Amendment rights. But again, does not provide specifics. There's no surprise there. 
Democrats aren't used to giving specifics. All they have to do is cry out race, racism, white supremacy, any of that crap they've been vomiting for the last five years. The plaintiffs listed in this case are state representatives Senfronia Thompson, Trey Martinez, Fisher, Jen, or Jean Wu, Vicki Goodwin, Ron Reynolds, Eddie Rodriguez, John Rosenthal, Jasmine Crockett. I wonder if she's related to Davy Crockett. Mary Ann Perez, Alma Allen, Christina Morales, Nicole Collier, Cecilia Israel, Anna Maria Ramos, Barbara Jervin Hawkins, Terry Meza, Donna Howard, Jarvis Johnson, Ray Lopez, Sean Thierry, Elizabeth Campos, and Gina Inosa. Now, I know you probably didn't care about any of those names, but it's just, just out there for the record, okay? But Saturday morning, Theory, Sean Theory, issued a statement saying she had never asked to have the suit filed in her name. So somebody added her to the list. I did not request review or authorize the filing. She said, Hmm. All right. Well, maybe that was that uh, lawyer that's under probation, uh, probationally suspended there that they're using. Maybe he just kind of assumed you would be part of the suit. Washington declined comment. Let's see. Let me back up. I did not authorize the filing. She said, Collier issued a similar statement about an hour later. Okay. So there's another person in here that says that they aren't part of this. Hmm. Nicole Collier, uh, Washington declined comment. The lawsuit alleges that the three Republican lawmakers have attempted by public statements and otherwise to attempt to deny, coerce, threaten, intimidate, and prevent the Democrats and their constituents from voting in all elections, petitioning the government for a redress of grievances, speaking publicly about their constitutional rights, exercising their right of association, and their right to not being arrested without probable cause. Well, the probable cause is because you violated your oath by not being there in, in the legend uh, the uh, uh, Austin uh, State House to vote like you're supposed to be as part of your job. The Democrats allege that in acting together, the defendants engaged in a conspiracy to deprive them of their constitutional rights. Because of the defendant's actions, the compliant alleges the plaintiffs have been deprived of liberty for substantial periods of time, suffered much anxiety and distress over separation from their families, and much discomfort and embarrassment. They also have suffered damages to their reputations and have had to spend time traveling to Washington to lobby Congress to pass laws that would protect voting rights. The complaint then claims $5 in actual damages and $10 in punitive damages. <laughs> okay. And let's, I, you know, <laughs> so $5 in actual damages and $10 in punitive damages. 
So basically what they're saying, uh, they've been deprived of their liberty because they fled the state on their own. They didn't have to flee the state. They just have to go in and do their job. They have to go do the job they were elected to do. And even knowing that their vote, they don't have the votes to keep this from passing. It's their job to be there. I mean, what if we did that on, uh, on everything? Now, I, d- I have heard a story, and I don't have that here, that Democrats have done this before in the state of Texas, and actually the Republicans did something similar uh, several years ago about something they were trying to uh, prevent from being passed. So I have to say, you know, it's it's maybe this isn't something uh, hasn't been done before, but that doesn't make it any better now. But, you know, they've caused themselves to stress separating from their families because they're running from their job. You know, it should be in the law. As I said a few minutes ago, here's the law, and this will solve this problem altogether. If you're not there voting when you're supposed to be voting, if you're not available and you're not where you're supposed to be when measures are voted on and, and you're, and even in the state and federal, um, uh, voting situations in, in the House or the Senate, then the governor should be able to remove you from your office and replace you with somebody unless you're sick or you have a, a, a narrow list of excuses as why you can't be there. Okay? It doesn't need to be this... <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't mean, need to be this complicated. If people don't want to do their job, do it like you do in the private sector. Fire their butt. Get rid of them. I know that's something that have to be written into the Constitution, but it's not right for people to do something like this, whether you're a Democrat or Republican, because you don't you know you don't have the votes to stop something, or you know you don't have the votes to pass something. This is not the way it's supposed to be done. Um, there was something similar. Uh, uh, oh, I got, there's been several Democrats in, in the last several months that have said something to the fact, you know, Republicans just need to get over the fact that they lost the election uh, as far as what goes on in Washington, DC, and they just need to suck it up. And that's the way it's supposed to be when you lose elections, then the other person gets to push through a bunch of stuff, you know, that maybe you don't like. Well, yet here's the Democrats in Texas. They're ignoring what gets said in Washington. So there's, there's, there's rules for Republicans. There's rules for Democrats. And again, the fact that the Republicans have done this before, you know, probably, uh, and of course this was, some time ago, I, I, I understand from what I was looking at that time, but uh, it should have been addressed then. I feel the same way if it's a Republican. You don't show up to do your job that you got elected and they were paying you to do, okay? It's not like you're doing this uh, pro bono. It's not, it's not just on your own time. You don't have time. When you're on our clock, it's not your time. It's our time. And we should have a right to decide the people who elected you 
to say, you're supposed to be down here in Austin, Texas, voting. You give it your best shot. You do the best you can and suck it up like Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer and a bunch of these other Democrat idiots in Washington, D.C. want to say all the time. Suck it up and just hope that, you know, wait till the next election cycle and see maybe you can do better next time. So I, I, uh, but, you know, I'm kind of glad to see stuff like this because this kind of thing right here where they're talking about their rights have been violated and now they're, it's, it's like everything else. They're blaming somebody else for choices that they make. Nobody forced them to leave the state of Texas. They did it themselves. And look at the pictures of the idiots when they were on that plane and everybody was partying. Yeah, they look, they really looked stressed there on the plane, didn't they, that day, uh, drinking and, and smiling for the camera and thinking, you know, hey, you know, everybody's going to be behind us and, you know, we're going to do this together. Yeah. Yeah, y'all really look stressed that day. You chose this course of action, Democrats in Texas. You've got nobody to blame but yourself. And as far as being able to stop the voting right bill in Texas, you know, that's what you were elected to do. Suck it up. Go out there and try to get control next election cycle in Texas, and then you can change it. But if this kind of behavior is allowed to continue, even on the state level, then it's going, there's going to be repercussions. It's going to be reciprocated on the other side. And then we're going to get to a point. We hardly get anything done in this country now as it is, unless somebody's giving money away. And then for some reason or other, we seem to be able to get people together for that even Republicans. Well, we hardly get anything done in this country anyway. And these kind of stunts is just going to make it worse. These people should be ashamed of themselves. You know, you have a difference of opinion about those voting rights, but, um, you know, one of the things that their Democrats are upset about is this, they're upset about this bill does away with 24-hour drive-through voting. My God, what point in our history in the last 100 years have we had a necessity for 24-hour drive-through voting? You mean to tell me somebody ought to be able to, somebody needs to be available so they can vote at 3 o'clock in the morning, 2 o'clock in the morning, 4 o'clock in the morning? Is that really necessary for the for for us to uh, be able to vote, have a right to vote in this country? No. Who's going to control these votes at two, three, four o'clock in the morning, one o'clock in the morning? Drive-through voting. You can't get your ass out of a car and go inside. If you you know, I mean, you got the opportunity to mail-in vote. So why do we need drive-in voting? I, it's, it's that last year created such a problem in this country and the Democrats used it to the best of their abilities to 
you know, and the stories that are coming out now. And we talked about one the other night uh, about in Houston, Texas, uh, in the Houston, I forgot, uh, Harris County, uh, which is basically Houston and, and some surrounding areas. And I, I saw another one, uh, I think today, but I wasn't going to use it tonight, that some more stories are coming out. People are starting to get the courage to tell what really happened last year. And it was a fiasco. And I don't care if it wouldn't have changed whether Biden won or Trump won. I don't care at this point right now. I just think it all needs to be exposed about all the underhanded things that were done last year. People showing up at people's houses and helping them fill out blank ballots. People sending out uh, blank ballots that weren't authorized and they were sending them to uh, uh, addresses where, where people were deceased or sending them to people that were deceased or people that were no longer on the voting roll. There was a problem last year. And if we don't fix that, we'll never be able to trust another election. And I guarantee you, if this situation had happened and Donald Trump had won, we would be going through the same thing because of Democrats. They would have insisted that everything gets counted. They would have insisted that we look at everything because they were so confident. I'm really surprised it didn't happen with Hillary, but, you know, this is just the beginning. But what these people are, what these Democrats have done in Texas, they're cowards. They're absolute cowards, and they want to blame somebody else for the cowardice because they don't want something to happen that they can't stop, so they don't do their job. And yet it's somebody else's fault, and now it's about race. Of course it is. All right. That's the only subject I'm going to do tonight. I um, Let me switch back over here. <laughs> As I continue with that, that seems to bother me a little bit more. And of course, you know, yeah, I'm from Texas originally, but I haven't lived there in 40 years. But I think it's just a shame. That's not the state that I knew when I moved to Georgia. That's not the state that I remember. Um, but it's it's getting bad everywhere. So it's not just there. We've got our own problems here in Georgia and they still haven't settled that fiasco down there uh, in, in the Atlanta area, Fulton County. That's still going on. And there's lots of judges that get involved in these things and are trying to stop stuff from being completed. You wonder why. If you don't think there's a problem, if you don't think there wasn't any cheating, if you don't think there wasn't anything underhanded, why are you trying to stop it? It's not going to change the election. Why do they want to stop it? Because they want to do it again the next election cycle, then the next election cycle. That worked for them last year, and they're scared to death that if people understand how it was done, that they're going to fix it and keep it from ever being able to happen again. As Dennis Lee says, my dear co-host, 
it's a mess, folks. I still think there's hope, but it's a mess. We got we got to get more involved. Better get started this fall and get behind some good candidates running for office and try to get some people in there that are going to have backbone and not afraid to stand up against the crowd and try to get some stuff done to get this country back on even keel. Not just, not just to say to get it back to Republican rule or, or, or conservative rule, but to get it back on an even keel to get, um, some people on both sides of the aisle that actually care about all of us and where this country is going to go and protect us from our enemies. Our enemies should not be ourselves. But I'm sure it really thrills China and Russia to see all of this stuff go on day after day after day in this country. All right. I want to thank you for listening to this Saturday night edition of Trice Talk mini pod. Um, if you like this or any of the Trice Talk family podcast, that's what I'm calling it now, the Trice Talk family podcast, be sure to follow us. If you will, we would appreciate it. Uh, I'll be back tomorrow night, hopefully with, uh, co-host Dennis Lee. Uh, the chances are good. I don't have any indication that he's not going to be here tomorrow night. So uh, let's keep our fingers crossed. And um, it won't be a live show. We'll, we'll end up posting it later on in the evening. But uh, right now we are planning on doing a live, at least one live show next week. So keep your ears open up. Uh, stay tuned and I will let you know when to expect our next live show, what night of the week we'll be doing that. Okay, so um, also I'll be posting this article, both of them actually that are on the same subject on the Facebook page, so I encourage you to check that out. And, oh, yeah, about the the, uh, the thing last night about the John Lennon Imagine. Uh, if you listened to last night's episode, I told you that I was going to um, – post that article from uh, Babylon B on there so you could download the uh, the uh, uh, Imagine song that they did, the parody of it, but it would not let me <laughs> download it to uh, Facebook. So uh, I, I put a link in there in the article last night uh, so you could go check it out because really all you got to do is, is – uh, check out Babylon B. They post these things on Facebook and actually it looks like they do a number of, of, uh, videos, uh, song videos and kind of things that they post parodies that they, and they go to Facebook. I'm surprised fake Facebook, fake book, Facebook allows it, uh, allows them to have them on there, but Hey, you know, we'll, uh, take it. So if you, um, haven't seen it yet. I encourage you to go to Facebook, look for the Babylon B imagine. Uh, I think it says imagine communism, but, uh, if you just type in imagine on Babylon B on Facebook, it'll probably pop up, but I encourage you to listen to that. Cause it's, it's, it's funny. It's your, it's entertaining. Uh, but it's also pretty much 
true, what could happen if we go down that road? Okay. So until then, till tomorrow night, keep your eyes open and your mind sharp. Stay safe, everybody.